Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? How might you showcase your sense of humor during this campaign? I don't think I want to be a comedian. We have a country that's dying. We have a country that's a, it's a failing nation. We have a nation in decline. I just don't think it's a subject that we're smiling too much about. Uh, I don't care about the revenge thing. I know they usually, usually use the word revenge. Will there be revenge? Uh, my revenge will be success. So I just don't see that much humor in what we're doing. He smiled. What was he smiling about? Mm. And I don't really want to smile. There's not, I want to smile when we complete the task and make America great again. I'll smile. Truth and excellence. You've just signed up for the WBR Army. Welcome aboard. This is the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Well, welcome back, America. Number uh, hour number two of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. We uh, love being with you, and we so appreciate how many of you have stumbled upon us. It's uh, it's important work. And uh, if you want to join the video portion of it, please join us. Wendy Bell Radio Network app live stream. Uh, Newsmax on N2 also takes the last two hours of this show. So we're appreciative of that. But it was actually a radio station, a COO of a radio station in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, uh, yesterday, who called me on my way home from work. And I took his phone call. His name is Keith. He's wonderful. From WKNW AM 1400 in Sault Ste. Marie. And he, he was talking to me about, you, you've got you've to hear what's going on, Wendy. It's coming to everyone's neighborhood. And he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you an email. I'm going to send you a story, and I want you to read it and, and think about it. And it's so true. And, and I want to open the door to this conversation you know, one of the elephants in the room today, which is the theme of, of the program, there's so many, so many things that we all know that are true and real and factual that uh, others don't want us to talk about, but everybody sees it's inescapable, it is how unsafe I think many of us feel in America today. And... We have a police crisis in this country. At the same time, we have welcomed the worst of every other country in at our border. I mean, think about that. These other countries are cleansing their ranks. They're cleaning up the riffraff and getting rid of the problems. And they're shipping them to us. And they're being delivered to our doorsteps. And it is only a matter of time before this happens in our neighborhoods. And that's not an exaggeration. So here is what Keith was telling me yesterday. This is the headline from SueLeader.com. Bus carrying 19 undocumented non-citizens sent to Sue for processing. So a bus was pulled over Friday for erratic driving near Traverse City. 19 occupants 
were sent to Sault Ste. Marie Border Patrol Station, where they were served with notices to appear. Say what? Here's your story. A bus transporting 19 undocumented non-citizens was redirected to Sault Ste. Marie on Friday, triggering a lot of discussion among locals who saw numerous photos of the individuals shared on social media. Now, how, how do you feel in a smaller community when all of a sudden you see somebody walking down the street who you know does not belong? It's not a nationalistic thing to say. It is honest. Neighborhoods know who their people are. You see the same faces. Somebody who sticks out. Somebody who specifically does not look like you who sticks out is a big red flag. And this is happening. I hope that these liberals who are all about defunding the police and taking away your firearms, I sure hope one of them has a gun. Because the police have been defunded. There's not enough of them. They're not going to respond. How are these people going to defend themselves from what is the inevitable? Here is what Sioux leader has confirmed about this incident. Friday, February 23rd, U.S. Border Patrol contacted by the Grand Traverse County Sheriff's Office to assist after a bus transporting 19 undocumented non-citizens was pulled over by deputies for erratic driving. This is according to a statement released by the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, Detroit office. The person behind the wheel of the bus was unable to produce a U.S. driver's license. Oh, fantastic. But U.S. Customs and Border, wait, excuse me, but presented deputies with a Mexican voter registration card. Why, why do we bother? Honest to God. Why do we bother? Why do you pay taxes? Why do you go to get your license? Why do you follow the rules? Because the people who are coming in don't give a rip and neither does our government at present. Subsequently, the 19 undocumented non-citizens were transported to the Sault Ste. Marie Border Patrol Station where they were processed and served a notice to appear. What the hell does that mean? Here's a piece of paper. Make sure you come back when we've got time to see you. It looks like 2026 may be in the spring. Is that what a notice to appear is? The individuals will now be subject to immigration removal proceedings. This is me holding my breath, believing that. (gasps) Right? A spokesperson for Customs and Border Patrol said he does not have information about where the 19 individuals went after processing was complete. Where'd they go? We have no idea. Customs and Border Patrol said additional information cannot be released due to it being an ongoing investigation. Wow, that's top secret. I'm sorry, I'm not allowed to talk about that. Well, as we're part of, we're we're looking into that. I wouldn't want to jeopardize. Yeah, where is it? We can't talk about that. Really, bringing people into your neighborhoods. Do you think you should know? Pictures posted to social media Friday night of several undocumented non-citizens standing in the entryway of Meyer and Sault Ste. Marie. I guess that's a store. The photos sparked many questions, few answers. Local law enforcement agencies and city leaders were provided very little information about the incident. Remember that this is going to be the most transparent administration ever. Except when we bring randos from other countries who have been released from prisons and insane asylums and other dregs of society and welcomed into the United States with open arms, given prepaid debit cards, free freaking housing, legal services, education, health care, driver's licenses. What the hell else? 
and you can't even figure out what the hell's going on. Well, you know, it's part of an ongoing investigation. I'm sure it's all fine. Sure, it's nothing to worry about. Oh, local law enforcement agencies and city leaders provided very little information, including the transporting and the processing of the undocumented non-citizens. You don't need to know. Chippewa County Sheriff Mike Bittnar was among those contacted about the bus. Customs and Border Protection here in Sioux contacted me to see if we had any cells available. Do you have any space for the people that were dropping off at your doorstep who were not going to tell you where they came from, what they've been accused of doing, or what they might have on their person? And then we're not going to tell you where they're going. We're not going to tell you anything. This is Joe Biden's America. So meantime, and this this matters to me because um, my community made one of the headlines. Here you go. Big changes to Pittsburgh Bureau of Police staffing. Big changes to the staffing at the Pittsburgh Bureau of Police. Kind of important, don't you think? Yeah. Well, what kind of changes are we talking about? Amidst all of these inflamed tensions, random people coming in from God knows where, uh, a fentanyl epidemic, homelessness, destitution, crime. I mean, what, you want to sprinkle something else onto the raging inferno? Here's the story. Officers will no longer respond to any calls that aren't, quote, in progress emergencies. That means calls for theft, harassment. Criminal mischief and burglary alarms will all be handled by the telephone reporting unit or online reporting. So the guy who broke into my house in 2008 when I was home alone sleeping, who kicked in the back door, if I were to call, they'd be like, we're sorry. Please push star if you'd like to leave a message. Press number two if you'd like our email address. Right? How about press number, answer the damn phone? Because there's some guy in my foyer. That's what happened to me. Damn well better hope you have a firearm. Oh, she's advocating violence. No, I'm advocating pitying the fool who tries to come into my house again. This is the reason why, my friends, we have skyrocketing gun ownership. It's not because everybody wants to run around and play cops and robbers. It's because this Biden administration has failed every single freaking zip code in these United States. Now think about your elderly mom and dad if they're still alive and they live at home somewhere. Who's protecting them? What's going to happen when somebody breaks in? Because the way we're seeing it is it's not a matter of if. You know that it is when. And in my home city of Pittsburgh land before time, there won't be any cops. Nice. Feeling safe yet? When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program. Unlikely news. I got to say, I wasn't expecting it. Guess who? The largest and most enthusiastic voting block is right now for Donald Trump. 
I got it for you next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, before I move on from this, this reality that is not just my community, but it's, it's cities all across America. And it just happens to be obviously in my spotlight because of proximity. This is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania now because nobody wants to be a cop because they've made it such a freaking miserable job to wake up every day, put your life on the line for a bunch of 'er ne'er-do-well criminal miscreants and a bunch of clowns on the left who don't value you until somebody breaks in and you need them. Well, alas, your activism and suck has made a lasting consequence. From 3 a.m. to 7 a.m. in the city of Pittsburgh, there will not be a desk officer at any of the zone stations instead. So you couldn't you couldn't roll up or call and speak with a live person in any of the six police zones in my city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Instead, there's going to be a call box. Oh, that's going to be great. That's going to please don't try to assault me right now. I have to make this phone call. Earl. Right? Come on. What are we doing? There will only be 21 officers on duty at any time in the city of Pittsburgh. Say what? That's code for, hey, criminals, go do whatever the hell you want. Because we don't, we're not going to come fight you. That's scary, ladies and gentlemen. I want to talk to you about this, though. So guess who loves Donald Trump more than any other age group? I was not expecting this. Did you guys know it was Gen Z? 18 to 24-year-olds? I saw this and I was like, what? No way. Yes, Newsweek. All right, headline. Generation Z loves Donald Trump more than any other age group. Let's see what they say. Donald Trump has a higher approval rating among young. What is it? These people are supposed to be stupid. We're supposed to look at these young people as being fools that we can con and we can cajole and control, right? This is what they're taught in college by and large, isn't it? Not not what to think, but how to think. That's it. Or not how to think, but what to think. Um, These people are saying through the garbage. They feel the danger on the street. They see the headlines and there's no police protection. They look at their bank accounts and they see that they're not making it and they look at the future and they realize that they can't afford it do you think maybe that would be why i'm gonna go with yes a harvard caps harris survey of more than 2,000 registered voters shows that 57 percent 57 percent approved of the job the republican did as president donald trump with 41 percent saying they disapproved 57 percent gen z When the results are broken down further, they show that almost two-thirds of voters in Generation Z, those aged 18 to 24, approved of Donald Trump's job as president, 64%. The age range of this demographic means some respondents were children during Trump's time in office, 2017 to 21. However, the results could be yet another warning sign for Joe Biden's re-election hopes. Folks, they've off-roaded him. He's at Walter Reed getting some kind of a checkup. Just announced. What are they going to find on the very day Hunter Biden is supposed to testify? 
What is it possibly going to be 24 hours after Hunter Biden comes out and says, oh, my gosh, I feel like my sobriety is connected to my dad's reelection and the whole future of democracy. Right. Too many stories that are connected, dropped at all the right same times, right? All the right times together. Makes you feel what's going on. You can see it. The results could be yet another warning sign for Joe Biden's re-election hopes. In 2020, young voters were crucial in Biden's victory as Generation Z and millennials supported Biden over Trump by margins of about 20 points. In the alleged, I'm going to add, record-breaking turnout, according to analysis by the Pew Research Center. I'm going to say alleged because until we can litigate and and absolutely carve out the number of dead people in this country who vote, I'm not going to tell you that it's its biggest breaking numbers ever. Prove it. And if they can't prove it, you know why you feel the way you do inside. The age group with the second highest approval rating of Trump's presidency in the Harvard Caps Harris survey were respondents aged 55 to 64. It's that group, 55 to 64, 60% said they were down with Trump, 100% followed by those age 25 to 34 and 35 to 44. Apparently, it's my age group. Those of us in our 50s, right? Mid to late 40s to mid to late 50s. What's going on with this group? We're raising tomorrow's parents right now. Our children are in their 20s and teens. We've seen what happened with COVID. Really? A separate poll released Monday by Axios Generation Lab also showed Biden is only slightly favored over Trump by voters between the ages of 18 and 34. All of this drip, drip, drip is flipping this is flipping the script, ladies and gentlemen. They know Biden is a goner. How quickly can we move along? When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, on the Wendy Bell radio program, let's talk about this. You are but sheep in their eyes. I got to break into this MSNBC Nicole Wallace sound. It is truly mesmerizing, very educational. Don't miss it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. It is um, it is something that I, I believe we hear very commonly when we listen to the media speak specifically about conservatives, about um, MAGA, um, trying to create a black eye on those of us who subscribe to that philosophy of making America great again. I mean, who who would not be a part of that movement? Who would not be for anything that is extraordinary for this country? Anything that makes us safe? Anything that makes your life easier or more affordable or more comfortable? Who would be anti-MAGA? And they've tried to broad brush this to create this lunatic fringe ideology of what MAGA is. But it's not. It's common sense. It is family. It is comfortable. It is inviting, uh, it is friendly, and it is purposeful, and it is growing. So this, this whole segment of audio sound bites we've broken down for you, this is a four-minute, like four-and-a-half-minute conversation on MSNBC 
between Nicole Wallace, who has a, a very maddening speaking style. She has an affected voice. She is condescending and she acts as though she knows. And because she knows and you don't, that aren't you lucky to be hearing from her? It is offensive, it is distasteful, and it makes people who are liberals, by and large, unattractive. This style is kind of endemic to their kind, and it's just gross. I don't like it. She's talking to this young reporter. His name is Vaughn Hilliard. And Vaughn has gone with, uh, he's, he's attended this Michigan rally in advance of the primary yesterday. And he's milling around uh, wherever this rally is. He's milling around uh, with folks who are waiting to get in, talking with conservatives. And he asks them a variety of questions. You know, was was January 6th an insurrection? What do you think about what Donald Trump said about NATO? What do you think about Vladimir Putin? Uh, What do you think about funding Ukraine? And all of these common sense conservatives who were milling around ready to hear Donald Trump speak at this rally were, were very normal. They're like, Vladimir Putin isn't a threat to us right now. Our threat is our own government. That's what's really going on. And another woman said, you know what, Ukraine money, they are the most corrupt country. (laughs) What are we doing? Very common sense. And somebody else made some other mention about January 6th. Look, we know what's going on. We know our elections are compromised and we're done with it. This was outrageous to Nicole Wallace and this Vaughn Hilliard guy who decided to finger wag and, and now tell you all about your feelings, your values, and how you are if you consider yourself part of the Make America Great Again cult, right? So we're going to play these audio sound bites for you. Um, and, and this is Nicole Wallace, and the setup is, is essentially this. They want to create the narrative that when Donald Trump goes out, and he's on stage or he's talking in any capacity and he's talking about the importance of this presidential election. And he says this 2024, this is our final battle. Like if, if we don't pull this off, if we don't reclaim our country, it's done. That's not a threat. It is reality. These people on MSNBC want to twist that. And they want to create the narrative that we are all a bunch of wacky, gun-toting, psycho lunatics who will do anything to overthrow the government because, you know, we already tried once. Audio soundbite one. Did they look at January 6th as mission not accomplished? Or did they look at January 6th of like, oh, if only we'd been in all the capitals? Two parts of that. (laughs) Number one, they believe that January 6th, that Donald Trump should have been the one that was named president of the United States. But number two, they also justify the violence that took place that day. It's very complex. They believe that they were set up on the attack that day, but then it gets at the heart of that is just furtherance of why they need to come into power this time around. Because, once again, January 6th was evidence that the FBI and the U.S. government, Joe Biden and the Democrats, were all out to get them and imprison them. They named the January 6th defendants who remained behind bars, despite the video evidence that they were the ones that assaulting Capitol Police officers. It's complex. Wow. This young man is one who will not be saved, ladies and gentlemen. He said, justify the violence from January 6th. If I asked... Vaughn Hilliard, tell me who Roseanne Boyland is. Do you think he would be able to tell me that she's a young woman 
who was beaten to death by a Capitol Police officer wielding a metal baton. Do you think he would know that? Would he be able to tell us that her body was dragged inside the Capitol and then it was absconded with and her family never got to see her ever again? Do you think he would know these details? Would he know the details about the guy who shot and killed Ashley Babbitt? Would he know about the fictitious reporting regarding all of the Capitol Police officers they told us who died that day, creating the illusion of an assault? Would he know that there was not a single knife or gun taken from any of the people on January 6th? And that video evidence, which the committee was desperate to hide from the American people, proves there were at least 100, possibly as many as 200 confidential undercover sources inside and outside the Capitol that day, Vaughn Hilliard. Do you think you would know that, young man? Because I'm going to go with no. Audio soundbite number two. This is a very brief look inside a, a very unfortunate mind. Go. I could never look at Donald Trump again and feel like I was doing a responsible job as a cable news host. Well, the good news is you never did do a responsible job, Nicole, so you don't have to worry about that, right? We only listen to you because it is very illustrative of the triggered leftist mind. Audio soundbite number three as we roll on. This whole idea of brainwashing, of owning that Donald Donald Trump is the shepherd and you are but the sheep that he is guiding. Listen. But I could play two hours of what he's done to ordinary Americans and feel like we don't yet understand the threat we face in every community, the threat facing prosecutors and lawmakers, and not just Democrats, but any Republican who wants to administer an election in which Trump doesn't prevail. Isn't it so horrendous? Don't you want to throat punch somebody? The voice, I can name everything, but he's done to prosecutors. You know what? I'm pretty sure that uh, what Donald Trump has done to prosecutors, the prosecutors have done to Donald Trump. Nicole Wallace, you affected twit. What a shame. Audio soundbite number four. She asks this young reporter, so you went to this rally in Michigan and you were rubbing elbows with MAGA extremists. What did they tell you? Listen. We have to come back to the word conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. (laughs) It's not a matter of what Donald Trump has even done, right? He has led people to not believe in the press. He has led people not to believe in our justice (laughs) system, our intelligence agencies. He has led people to not believe in our our military leaders, our military leaders. That's what he's done the last nine years. It's about what he's actively doing. And what it's is about that? what he is actively saying. When Donald Trump, every single one of his rallies finishes by saying 2024 is our final battle, it's women like that that hear that message. Final battle to them is violence. It is a takeover of the White House. The number of people that tell us that they do not believe that Donald Trump will not win in November without the Democrats having stolen it, that's visceral. You know, you can call Donald Trump an unwitting actor. He doesn't know the impact that he's having on the people. Oh, for the love of all that's holy. You know what? I didn't realize you had to go to acting school because I am a product of the journalism programs at various universities, bachelors and masters. I didn't learn how to become an actor the way that dude is. And and Nicole Wallace, oh, he talks about the, fi- the final battle. Oh, what are they going to do? Listen. But when Donald Trump talks about the final battle and about eliminating the Marxist, the deep state, he talks about, you know, getting rid of the fake press for good, ridding them of the fake press for good. This is serious. It is. And folks hear 
in a different way than you know they maybe even did in 2016. 100% we hear it because we're awake my man see that's what it's called that's the elephant in the room yes Vaughn Hilliard oh I want to grab you you got it America is awake they understand that you guys lie every night. They understand that there is no faith in our military because of every decision that's been made so far, right? They don't trust the media. Of course we don't trust the media because of you. Our job is journalists. This is what he's going to tell you. This is this young man. He's He's been to war, ladies and gentlemen. I know what's at stake, and I know what our job every day is. Here you go. Our job as journalists, Nicole, mm. is to have skepticism of the government <laughs> and question what we are told. For these folks, it's not even a skepticism of <laughs> what we are told and what the truth is. For them, it is flat-out belief that we are being lied to. Yes. And that there is a cabal, yes. not only in the United States, but a global cabal yes. that is simply coming in to take over the life as they know it. I don't think that's going to age well. My man, you're not, maybe you want to go somewhere and try to de- talk to Nancy Pelosi or Benny Thompson because they're really good at losing information. You might want to talk to Hillary about her bleach bit. Is there a hammer I can use to destroy that soundbite of mine where I said almost mockingly, they believe there is a cabal? Wake up, young man, you fool. And finally, just so we can send you off in a bow, Trump always goes back to Trump. Trump and the deep state, this is what you have to hear. Go. And for them, Donald Trump, every time that he talks like this, he is making the case to them that I effectively, if you put me back in the White House, I can rid the country of the deep state. I can rid, you know, the country of us giving money to, you know, folks like Ukraine that are not paying up. I am the one that can get stuff done when Congress doesn't. It is so deeply ingrained at this point after eight years, but it's also about what's ahead. In every one of those speeches, what he is saying now has impact on our future in the nine months ahead. Oh, yeah. So because so many Americans have turned off these channels, because you've canceled your subscription to these platforms, because their credibility is no more, and the legacy media as we might have known it in the 1950s and 60s long ago died. They can't look in the mirror and say, oh my gosh, are we the last ones to see what's going on? They have to tell you that you are hypnotized, that, that Donald Trump is your, is your master, and that you're not smart enough to make decisions for yourself. I just enjoy. I enjoy them because you need to hear how the other side thinks, and that is what they think of you. When we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program, in today's You Can't Make This Up Files... You know the CBS News boss who signed off on Catherine Herridge's dismissal and, uh, you know, seized all of the notes and the documents? Aw, she gets a nice little shiny award today. Whoa, wait until you hear about it next. Isn't it exciting, though? 
I hope we've reached this this critical point in our journey together of of information and enlightenment and and navigating this really weird time with technology that has entered our lives. I mean, think about it. In less than 20 years, everything that you and I do fundamentally has changed. And it all hinges on these stupid phones in our hands and these dumb computers that make us work harder than we ever did, even though some, a lot of people still work from home. You're always working. You're never not working. And it's ubiquitous. But because of our access to information, we also have access to all of these narratives. And it truly is enjoyable to be able to play them for you in broken down fashion. So you can hear the sheer lunacy. And and the only question I have is, do the media honestly not know? Do, Do they not know about a cabal? Do they not know about the World Economic Forum? Do they not know about the World Health Organization? Do they not know how Bill and Melinda Gates and their foundation of suck has created so much suffering for for so many people by meddling in things that are money makers, using wellness and health and protection and safety as the umbrella under which they screw other people. They... Do you think the media are completely unaware of that? Because that is astonishing to me. Almost as wild as this New York Post headline. CBS News boss who signed off on the firing of Catherine Herridge is going to get a free speech award. (laughs) You can't make it up. Come on. Brock, come up with an analogy for me because it's always better than mine. I'll give, do you have time? I'll give you a few minutes to think of one. The CBS News boss who signed off on the controversial ouster of Catherine Herridge, like one of the last vestiges of actual, objective, investigative, meaty, tenacious, honorable, fact-based reporting. Kicked her out, right? Because she was sniffing around Hunter Biden a little, little too much, right? The respected Washington correspondent who's been embroiled in a high-profile First Amendment case is nevertheless being honored with a free speech award next month. You can't make it up. CBS News president Ingrid Cyprian Matthews was selected by the Radio and Television Digital News Association to be among 13 honorees at the 33rd Annual First Amendment Awards at the Watergate Hotel. <laughs> in Washington, D.C., coming up on March 9th. This is such a joke. This is a bunch of blowhards getting together in a circle and clapping each other on the back. Oh, you're so talented. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I know. I did choke the free speech of people in my employ, but I'm a good person. Ew! Brock, did you get one? It's like Iran being Iran being put on the Women's Council. <laughs> Yes, exactly, exactly. So you're, the, the irony, of course, of this news boss at CBS, who clearly wants to carve out the way Fox carved out Tucker Carlson, the way I got carved out by a local ABC here where I live in the land before time, where, you know, Megyn Kelly or Lara Logan or any of these voices get carved out because... By golly, we can't be controlled. We can't be bought. 
I don't have a price tag. You can't come to me and say, I have $5 million. They are yours if you promise to stop doing what you're doing. Hell no. There's not a price tag for that. And the irony of this free speech award for this woman who, who apparently is as toxic in the, wor- in the workplace as Fannie Willis has been in the DA's office in Fulton County, Georgia. It wasn't lost on CBS News insiders who cited the fact that the executive was playing a role in pushing out Herod. She played a role in getting rid of, of Catherine Herridge, an award-winning investigative reporter under pressure from a U.S. District Court judge for not revealing how she learned about a federal probe into a Chinese-American scientist. Is this so, it's almost comedy. It's almost like we're living in a Groundhog Day Babylon Bee marathon where it's, it's satire because we've so crossed over that, that realm of reason and rationale and common sense. And they rely on you being complacent and, and being quiet And preferring to do what you've done, and that is to stay in the shadows, to not step out into the light, and to raise your voice and to demand answers and action. These CBS News insiders, they know exactly, this is what the foundation that is elevating the CBS News hack to some Freedom of Speech Award. They said the foundation selected Cyprian Matthews for her commitment to excellent and ethical journalism. (laughs) Especially when the stakes are so high. Her leadership during some of the most challenging news stories in American history is a testament to the power of journalism. What is challenging? about telling the news, sharing the news. It's not challenging when you go to seek out and to share without bias, without a predetermined outcome, without a script already written on your hard drive. It is not hard because I've done it for 30 years. It's not hard. You just have to not suck. That's the hard part, sadly. When we come back, wow, hour number three already of the Wendy Bell Radio program. Big day. James Comer, Jim Jordan, they are subpoenaing. They want, to, they want the video. Show us the video of Robert Hur and Joe Biden. Those five hours. We want to hear exactly what happened. I'll tell you why. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. 